Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. How are you? Good. Almost September. I know. Summer's Basically September. The produce is really good. Are you eating tomatoes? I mean, not like you are. But well, <laughs> you need to let's get, just say that. Get to the farmer's market and get get some tomatoes because they're really good right now. I love that. I, I like to live vicariously through your tomato harvests. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which have been epic. They really have. It's, it's a good time to be a tomato harvester. <laughs> yeah. I got a lot on my mind. This... This week, us New York City teachers are allowed back in the classroom to clean out the crap and organize for next week, which is when the kids come back. (laughs) Just like that. Snap. And we're back. But enough about me. Let's talk about the show. Yeah, we got some cool stuff coming up. Yeah, it's exciting. It really is. We decided on a name, an actual name for our book club. It's the Bite Size Book Club. The Bite Size Book Club. And like we've been talking about, we've been talking about it like forever, just like that. You know, the book club. And we've been taking bite size books and we, you know, talk about it in bite size things. You've been using that phrase forever. Yeah. And I was just like, well, like, let's just call it that. Exactly. It's been the Bite Size Book Club since the beginning, but you're just like, well, now that's its name. <laughs> now that's its name. <laughs> okay. So um, we have new episodes of the book club out, and we're going to be doing weekly episodes, even more Bite Size, so we can have lots more conversation over on the Patreon. And even if you are not a Patreon member, you can still follow along. Right now we are reading the, we're finishing up the Austin Cleon trilogy, but if you are a Patreon member, you get access to Bite Size Book Club episodes every Friday, and then you can come and talk to us about them, which I think is- Like literally Bite Size, like five minutes long. Which is super awesome because not everybody has time for a book club. Not everybody has time for book club podcasts. So we want to bring you these cool art books brought- to you by like amazing artists and just in a way that is going to fit into your life and a way that you can still connect with awesome people which is the best part about a book club it's not like oh yeah this is a great way to read books it's this is a great way to read books and connect with your friends yeah so head on over to patreon.com slash craft female or if you are not already a patreon member and you want to join us for the book club head over to craftyassfemale.com slash Patreon, and that will let you sign up immediately. It's $5 a month, and, like, you're going to get an extra Crafty Ass Female After Chatter episode, and you're going to get the book club episode. So even if you don't want to do After Chatter, which I don't know why you wouldn't, because you get to see inside all these cool people's studios, and we have, like, an epic lineup of interviews to finish out the season of growth. So you should hang out and uh, watch all those episodes. But you get the episodes of the book club. And they're really cool. And we're doing um, one quick episode of Show Your Work. And then we're really diving deep into Austin Kleon's Keep Going. Which, if you heard the Austin Kleon episode of the podcast, you know is amazing. Yeah. And I'm just super excited to talk to you about it. Yeah. And I'm really excited to hear what everyone else has to say about it. Me too. Me too. I feel like uh, we have a few weeks in September, finishing out season four. Uh, September 30th, the last Monday of September, will be the start of our season five. And, you know, this is the season of growth, and it's just like this is how we're growing. We're fine-tuning and tweaking the Patreon and the book club and how we're doing things and it's really exciting time to be alive. (laughs) Isn't it? It's so cool. It's a really exciting time to be a podcast host of Crafty Ass Female, I must say. And we have a really great guest today, Alicia Joy, and she is a happiness architect and she's going to tell us all about what that means. She was so articulate and such like a lot of fun. And, uh, We didn't even plan it, but she, you know, her Patreon presence is major for her. And so it was a good, like, 
follow-up episode to last week's Patreon episode. So again, we never plan anything great in this podcast. It just seems to happen. But uh, that's a good tie-in. So if you didn't hear last week's, you could listen to that and then kind of know what she's talking about and go to our Patreon, go to her Patreon, et cetera, et cetera. And the last thing that I want to do before we head over to Alicia Joy is thank our new patrons because this is all about community and we love everybody. So thank you, Shadney, Kem M, Sonia, Claudia, Kim K, Linda, and Shannon. We love you. Kim Kardashian's our Patreon person? Well, I'm not going to give her whole name, but, you know, Kim K, she's our patron. So if you want to come and be a patron and have your name shouted out on the podcast, head over to craftyassfemale.com slash Patreon and you can become a patron right now, $5 a month, and you can support the best crafty ass female podcast in the world. All right, let's head over to the show. Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Kristen. Hey, Alicia. Hello. Welcome to Crafty Ass Female. We're happy to have you. I am so excited to be here. (laughs) Yay. So, okay, listeners, today we have Alicia Joy on the podcast, and I have had her on my radar since last year, Awesome Ladies Live, because that's where I met you, because Kristen had asked you and I to be on a panel to speak about self-care. So I was sitting next to you, and I was, like, ready to do my speech, and I just was like jaw drop (laughs) basically with what you were saying it was like so wise and I just had my little bit of you know two cents but like loved what you said on that panel and ever since then I was like oh she would be so good to have on and now like over a year later here you are like technically a year I was thinking about it it was like a year this week this is kind of our anniversary ladies yeah Yeah, it so is anniversary cards so fun, so fun. So that's where I first met you. So happy to have you here. And I love that um, on a lot of your blurbs, you call yourself a happiness architect. So I can't wait to like dive into that and what kind of that means. And um, you encourage others to show their courage, which I love. And I kind of view you as like a motivator for like honesty and vulnerability. Like that's kind of what you were doing on that panel that day. So I'm excited to like jump all into that. And then of course, you're Elisa Joy Wright on Instagram where you could see all your painted rocks of like fun inspirational things which I hope we're going to get into today and then I know you're on Patreon at patreon.com slash Alicia Joy and that's like I think where your coaching is and stuff you're going to fact check me after this but that's so fun and then you have an Etsy shop uh with called paper with ink is that right yes that's exactly I did all this research yes. and um yeah and you say awesome and inappropriate cards are what people can find there so I love it so welcome to so your crafty ass female to the max hey I'm so excited that, how did all that sound uh did that make sense that was beautiful I loved every word of it like you're officially yes. a marketing coach nice. now so thank you I always say you could take the hype girl out of the promotional job but you can't take you know Accurate. Saying is. Yeah. Accurate. <laughs> so about hype. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I want to say too, I remember um, Amanda and Kristen meeting you two at Awesome Ladies Live. Um, Kristen beautifully and gorgeously stalked me on Instagram and I, I'm so honored, literally. And I still have so many good feelings about getting to be with that group of women and getting to speak with them and to them and around them and hearing your story and Kristen's story. And I like literally get chills when I think about it. Just what a what a powerful group of women, like a collective. I felt like we were this coven of awesomeness. And I, yeah, I loved it. It was great. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. I'm so glad that you were there. It was such an awesome experience to be in that room. Kristen's great at collectives. Yeah, yeah. The energy in that room was so weird in such a good way. It was so all over the place. The women were just like, if you picked 20 random women off the street, I think that's exactly what the room would look like. And it was was gorgeous. (laughs) It was so good. It was so good. It It was a lot of fun. So you're on the show. So tell us a bit about, you know, your creative backstory. How did you get to be doing what you're doing today? And then like maybe diving into a little bit of what 
what a happiness architect means. What does it mean to be that? Yeah, absolutely. So first, I kind of just wanted to say when I think about like who I am. So I am Alicia. I am a sister. I am a daughter. I am a mother. And I'm just, I'm a human like the rest of us. And I'm kind of like mucking my way through this messy thing that is life. And it can be really complicated and really tricky, I think, for any of us to figure out what happiness actually looks like, because there's all of this crap on the internet telling us that happiness looks this very one specific way and it can be really overwhelming so i think that happiness is this really exciting but really scary thing which is why i like working on it that's kind of what makes me want to lean into that so um so happiness architect is a really funny phrase and it came about because i was talking to a friend of mine probably a year and a half ago and i was talking about the work that i'm doing and the work that i want to be doing and what that looks like and i was thinking of all the ways that people kept describing it and whenever i talked to someone they would be like oh you're a life coach or you're a happiness coach or you're an empowerment coach or you're whatever coach and coach just kept coming up and it's not that i don't like the word coach i think there's a lot of coaches doing a lot of really good work it just it just wasn't the right word like it didn't sound right to my ears and it was like okay so my name is alicia and it's a-l-i-s-h-a but people say Alicia a lot because that's how it's spelled. And I'll mm. respond to it, but that's, it's not right. Like it's not quite my name and coach. Right. Yeah, it just wasn't quite right. It wasn't quite right. And during that conversation with my friend a year and a half ago, I remember like happiness architect popped into my head and I had to stop our conversation and write it down. And for me, and I'm not an architect by nature, so bear with me architects who are listening if this is not the correct definition, but architects don't often actually build things. What architects do is help people to understand the basic and then get them to a point of where it is. So someone might say, you know, I want a house with maybe six rooms and two stories or whatever. And then the architect says, okay, let's figure out where the walls are going to be. Let's figure out where the windows are going to be and, and where you want to let the light in. And let's figure out where you're terrified that things are just going to fall apart and not work for you. And let's start there and let's build out from there. And it's still all on the person who's actually gonna live in that space, but the architect helps get them to a point that that space is actually gonna feel like home, if that makes sense. I love that analogy. <laughs> Really so good. yeah, that's that's kind of what, what being a happiness architect means to me. So that's um, kind of that side of it. Um, I don't know if you want me to keep talking about that or if you're going to dive into the rocks. You tell me. <laughs> I mean, like, what kind of led you? What crumbs led you to that? Oh, sure, sure. So I so I've been doing the Instagram thing for a while, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But I was having these really intense conversations with complete strangers all the time, which is not abnormal for me in real life. But like for the first time, it was happening on the internet in like direct messages or on the actual posts. And I was realizing that the more the more I was diving into those things, the more it was also helping me dive into my own stuff. You know, like you you work so much out when you're talking to someone else about their stuff. It just it's a natural progression. And I just realized it felt really good. Like I, I was talking to a friend of mine, actually the friend who eventually suggested that I start the Patreon page, but I was talking to him and he's like, how many hours do you think you spend on Instagram a day? I was like, uh, I feel like you're going to judge me for the answer on this. Like, that's, that's the thing people aren't supposed to admit, right? It's like, how many hours you're on Instagram? He's like, no, no, no. But I'm asking because I think you're spending those hours interacting with people. I don't think you're just like scrolling and scrolling and like looking at pictures of salads and sometimes I am but um but I was like no I'm definitely having conversations he's like okay so you basically have a second full-time job providing free therapy to people who are desperately in need of this kind of conversation I was like yeah I love it he's like okay what if maybe that wasn't free all the time <laughs> what, if, what if maybe yeah. just maybe uh you could think about making a little money off of what it is that you're talented at and what it is that you enjoy and I speak for myself and I think most creatives when I say the idea of charging for the stuff that I'm naturally good at and enjoying seemed really dirty. Like, it seems so dirty and so wrong. And I, I was like, no, I, I would never do that. I would never put a price tag on the thing that is, I don't know, my light and my gift and my, my thing that I want to share. And then I thought about it and I realized that that was crazy because if somebody told me that they were really good at, I don't know, baking cakes and they were giving cakes away to people all the time. Total strangers who wanted cakes feel like we should sell those cakes. We should definitely sell those cakes. And I, I do. I think that creatives struggle with that a lot. If there's this non-tangible thing that we do and that we love, 
it doesn't seem like we should attach dollars to it. I think it's a weird, sticky feeling. I don't know if you've maybe had that feeling yourself sometime. For sure. Yeah, that's a that's a weird one for me. So yeah, I think I think just the process of recognizing that I was already doing the work, but not recognizing it as work and getting myself to a point where I could say, hey, this this is work. It's work I enjoy, but it's work and I want to keep doing it. And I want to do it maybe in a way that can reach people who aren't currently being reached by it or uh, people who maybe aren't ready to stand up and say, I, I do want to do this work, but they kind of want to dip their toes into it. That was what led me to thinking this is this is a good way to spend my time and you know whatever if 10 people want to do the work and it's not 10,000 who cares that's that's 10 people I want to work with I love that I love how you kind of said you know you felt like you had a talent for it and there was passion and desire to do it but then there had to be some level correct me if I'm wrong of like you feeling the demand for it, like people were seeking you out for it. So I think that's also another like trifecta of it is that like, wow, I'm really good at this. Yes, I'm passionate. I can do this. And then three is like, oh, wait, people want this for me also. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. I think you're right. I think you're right. And I think that um, the Internet is a weird proving ground for stuff like that, you know, because yeah, in regular life, like how many people are you coming into contact with who are actually interested in whatever, you know, weird, wonderful thing you do? Like for me, don't get me wrong, I have an amazing day job. I work with wonderful human beings. I don't know that, you know, many or all or enough of them would be interested in this kind of work that I could really have these conversations, you know, from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. So the internet has let me find this huge community of humans and it's let them find me and it's really made some connections that I couldn't have otherwise made. So how can like some, so the Patreon is where someone who wants that service can reach out and and get it from you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that, I, I think that Instagram is such an easy way to start to get in and connect with what it is that I'm doing and what it is that this greater community is talking about. Um, and I'll, I'll definitely talk about Instagram too. But I think that once you get there and realize that that is like, it's the conversation you want to be having, it's the language that you're speaking or the language at least that you want to learn to start to speak with yourself, then I think Patreon is definitely the next logical step. What's really cool about Patreon for anyone who doesn't know is that it's, it's pretty open access. Like you can join my Patreon community for $3 a month and like, that's it for $3 a month. You can get in and get the goodness and have the conversations. Uh, you know, on the other end of it, you can also join for $40 a month or whatever it is. Like there's different ways that you can interact with it and you kind of choose what it is that you want to get out of it and what it is that you're willing and ready to invest. And I think that's really cool about Patreon in general is there's a lot of ways to interact with people's work and, um, kind of show your support and show your interest in it. Um, for the people who are not quite ready to take that leap yet, or they're like, I I don't even know if I'm ready to take that leap. I still don't understand what this girl is talking about. Like, what is this? Uh, Instagram is a great place to hop on. Um, like you said, it's Alicia Joy writes and I paint rocks and I write words on those rocks. And then I kind of dive deeper into what I'm rumbling about. So it's not just, you know, a rock that says breathe, which I mean, we should all breathe. That's a good thing to do. But it's a rock that says breathe. And then it's me talking about how breathing is such an obvious thing that we sometimes forget to be mindful of. Like you really do have to stop and take a breath, take a moment to notice what's around you. Take a second to check in with your body and your heart and your mind and see if what you're doing is feeding any of those things in a positive way. So, um, you know, for that, I, I noticed, so can I, can I dive into kind of where the Instagram thing started? Is that? Go for it. Yeah. God, you guys are amazing. So the Instagram thing started uh, probably a couple of years ago. A friend of mine was telling me about this awesome thing called the 100 Days Project. And the 100 Days Project is this idea that for 100 days, whatever it is that you do, you will do it every day for 100 days. So if you're a painter, you'll paint a little painting every day for 100 days. Or if you're a music composer, you'll write a tiny song every day for 100 days. And unlike most creative work, the idea is actually quantity, not quality. Like, don't be a perfectionist. Don't overthink it. Just do the thing for 100 days and make 100 things, whatever your 100 things are. It could be 100 cupcakes. Like, who cares? Like, just make the 100 things. And so my friend was telling me about this, and she's like, oh, it's on Facebook, and you can do it. And like, oh, I literally don't have a Facebook page because I don't, I don't Facebook. I have since been conned into getting a Facebook page, but I still don't Facebook. It's all just pushed from my Instagram page. 
Um, but she's like, well, Instagram does it too. And I didn't have an Instagram either, but it didn't seem like the weird thing that Facebook seemed to me. So mm-hmm. I made an Instagram account. And if you dig way deep, which I did the other day, cause I was curious, if you go way back to my first post, it's a painted rock and it says you matter. And that's really where it started was the idea of just maybe leaving this rock somewhere and maybe someone who was having just a complete crap day, finding this rock that reminded them that no matter what, no matter how bad the day was, no matter how badly they messed up, no matter what they said at work or how awfully they treated their partner or how much they spilled coffee all over themselves, like whatever, we each matter. And I, I do desperately believe that in the core of my being, that we do each matter. There's a greater purpose for us being here. There is a story that only we can tell. Like, if, I mean, Amanda, Kristen, if you and I somehow magically had led these same exact lives up until now, like dated the same number of people, went to the same college, had the same car, whatever, we still each would have experienced it so differently and through such different eyes that we could write three totally different books about it and no one would ever know how similar our lives were because we are these really individual and weird critters and we have different thoughts and we have different ways that we interact with people. So yeah, it's interesting. Again, if you go like way back a couple of years, like my very first post is this like little painted rock that says you matter <laughs> with nothing written under it because I had no idea that I could also be captioning. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I was like, here's a rock. I hope you like my rock. But like, what made you choose a rock? Was it just a whim and like a sp- serendipitous thing or was it in, like intentional like I'm gonna paint a rock that's a fantastic it- question yeah <laughs> so I have always been kind of a, a kindness do-gooder type of human that's just I mean that's my nature I grew up with total hippie parents if I could if I could magically show right now a picture of my parents wedding day my dad's afro is so big <laughs> my mom literally it. has flowers in her hair it's like it's so sweet so I come from the background of you know make love not war that's just that's my people and I had been doing, um, actually with a friend who suggested the 100 Days Project, she and I used to live six blocks away and we would grab a little a little cup of wine or water or whatever, meet up in the middle and we would go leave love notes for strangers in our neighborhood. So we would write down whatever was on our heart, whatever we felt we needed to hear. And then we would go like tuck it in open car windows or slip it under people's doormats or just like leave it in a bush if it wasn't raining. And just the idea that someone else might find that goodness Honestly, it's it's kind of selfish doing that because it makes you feel so good. It makes you feel so good to think about someone finding that because on the one end, they might find it on like the worst possible moment and it might just really save their entire day and help them to get from a really bad place to a good place. But even if you take like the entire opposite end of that, let's say somebody finds it and they're like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. What a crock, what a dummy who wrote this. They're still gonna laugh because they're feeling superior and like whatever, somebody still smiles. I'm totally cool with that. Like, I'm not my business where the message lands. Um, but my my friend who I did that with was the one who I think kind of suggested rocks because I've been doodling on rocks anyway. I do not draw well. My handwriting is pretty reasonable, but I don't draw well. So I've been like just making little shapes. And something about the project made me think I could take the words from paper, which is so impermanent, and bring it to something that maybe could just last a little longer and get maybe to a few more hands. I love it. And then that just continued. <laughs> just from that one, you're like, I like this. And then it just led to like what your Instagram page is. It, yeah, it kind of just grew. And what's really interesting, uh, not that I expect anyone to dive this deep, but again, if you go back, there's like, there's nothing written. It might be like, this one's pink, like whatever. Yeah. And, and in the beginning I had, you know, whatever, 20, 30 people who I knew in my personal life who were watching my posts. And I was like, this is so cool. Like, 20 or 30 people are watching my posts. I'm so excited. And then slowly but surely, I started to write just a little bit, like just little snippets, like little words. And I saw that a couple of people that I'd never met before in my life were following my account. And as a new person on Instagram, I was like, this is magical. I think I'm probably famous. This is like, I have 24 people now. I can't believe it. And slowly but surely, I started writing more. And I can't really remember exactly what the tipping point was, but I just got a little more honest and a little more honest and a little more honest. And I got a little less sugar-coated and I leaned in a little more to what was actually going on in my heart and in my head. And it was shocking how quickly more people showed up. It was shocking. And I mean, the thing is like, it's not about numbers and it's not about, you know, like, oh, like I had that many followers or this many little hearts or whatever. It was more that I understood how many people were connecting with what was going on and how many people were going, hey, 
I, I feel you. I see that ugly thought and I've had it too. Or I see that secret shame or that really hidden fear because I felt it too. Because the thing is, I legitimately think like from the, my heart of hearts, I think that the reason we are here is to connect with others. We are here to connect with others, period. There's no doubt in my mind. I don't ever question this. I think that when people play that like, you know, oh, like be a strong woman or a strong man or a strong human and don't need other people and make your own way. Like that's all well and good. And I know it sounds really tough on like a, maybe a post with like a lion behind it or something, but we're just not, we're not made like that. We're not made to be solitary creatures. Our brains actually release serotonin when we have a good connection with someone to give us the little boost that says like, hey, that was awesome, do it again. Hey, that was good, do it again. It's like the little, like, it's like the carrot, like do that again, do that again, that was good, that's why we're here. So for me, recognizing that the mess is where the connection happens and that in a safe way that feels good for you, sharing that mess with others lets them connect and feel more human. What an amazing thing to get to do, like what an amazing process to be able to be a part of. So yeah, it just, it snowballed in the most, weird and wonderful way. I love that. So it was like you participated with Painting the Rocks for the 100 Day Project, which then kind of picked up. And the more you got used to it, the more and Instagram's like way you started using the captions. And the more you got real in the captions, the more people kind of came to you. But then the actual rocks, you don't sell or anything. You just place them down. <laughs> Yeah. I, I love that. <laughs> I love that. So they're basically your content and the vehicle to say what you want to say to wrap the people into what your message is for like your happiness architecture. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, yeah, that's exactly I, I right. I love that. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. That's awesome. I have one. So people, yeah. Yeah. I have, I have a rock. I have one oh, of her fun. rocks. I have, it's on the, it's on the bottom shelf of my, my bookshelf. What does yours say? Oh my God, now I can't remember. It's red <laughs> and it has white letters. Because I put pressure on you for it. You know what's you funny? Put... I, I remember that it's red because I remember <laughs> taking a picture with your hand and my hand holding that rock. Right, yeah. So do not remember what it says. We'll have to look that up. Yeah, no, and I look at it like all the time and I'm like, mm. Mm. it's so energizing because it's red and it has white letters. And it's the only and, like, one in the that's world. That's what it means to me is that it's energizing. It has red and white letters. See, and so, I like, think that... To me, like that is, first of all, that's the biggest compliment I could ever get ever is that you don't even remember the words that are on it. You remember the way that it makes you feel like that to me is everything I want in my life. All of it. Yeah, that's fun. And I love that it's the only one in the world. That's yours. Only yours. Accurate. Accurate. Yeah. So I have, so what I do, I either leave them places or I'll just give them to people. I give rocks to people, strangers, like a lot. And <laughs> like a lot it's my friends are just like you have rocks in your bag don't you I'm like yes I have rocks in my bag so what's really interesting too is I think that at first and this this like kind of tiptoes into you know I think what we actually want to talk about here but I think that at first I would do this thing in my head where I'm like oh like that person looks you know like a little weird a little creative they'll want a rock right like that person's gonna want a rock and those are the people I would give the rocks to and I mean they like them and they always appreciated them and we had these wonderful conversations and sometimes I'm like hugging strangers and we're crying and it's awesome and then I realized that I always tell people, like, don't judge a book by its cover. And to me, that means, like, hey, don't steer away from the purple-haired girl with tattoos because she needs love, too. But those are the people that I always go to. And I realized I was leaving out the people that I deemed to be perfect and to not need that, not need anything that I had to offer them because things were so good for them, right? Like that lady's got, you know, a hundred thousand dollar car that she just drove into this parking lot. Her hair looks amazing. Her fingernails are freshly painted. Like that, that woman's, she's great. There's no problems in that woman's life. Like, look at how amazing she looks. And I'm wearing the same jeans I wore three days in a row. Like that woman does not need a rock out of my dirty purse. And then I started to challenge that in my head. And I decided that if I saw a person and my gut instinct was to go over and talk to them and give them a rock, I was just not gonna question it. I was just gonna go with it. And never, ever, ever has anyone given me a weird look, like ever. And more often than not, those women and men and humans and individuals who I think look so put together, they cry the quickest. I mean, they just break down because I think everyone's looking at them going like, you're perfect, you don't need help. And they're not reaching out because it's hard to reach out to perfection. And that's why I think it's so important that we show our messes. Like it's so important because people can't reach out to us if we look, if we look like we're perfect, you know, and yeah. we're not going to reach out to others like that either. 
Are you ever afraid to give a rock or does it ever make you nervous? Oh God, all the time, literally all the time. Like sometimes I'm like literally walking over. I'm like, okay, universe. Like I know that I decided I would give this rock to this person, <laughs> but like, they look so cool. Like they're so cool. They're so put together. I didn't realize they had friends with them and now there's other people by them. And now I'm going to, it's going to be a whole thing. And I, yeah, I freak out totally, but I'm just like, okay, I'm going to take a deep breath. And again, either this is the rock they need at this moment or they and their friends are going to have a super good laugh and throw it on the ground and someone else will find it. Like it's not in my hands anymore. It's so interesting because it's like the artist paradigm of like, I made this thing. I'd like you to consume it. You might reject me and all that I stand for. Like it's that like weird, like, like no big deal. Just like crush happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's, it's such an interesting practice. Like to say like, I'm going to do this and I'm not expecting money for it. And like, I do want to pass it on. I have this gut instinct to pass this on. But at the same time, like this could be a rejection. Like I didn't want to sign up for a rejection. Like it's like, it is that like weird artist thing of like, I need to pass my art on. Yes. Yes. <sighs> so interesting. <laughs> this whole thing is so interesting. You're very sweet. Very sweet. I'm going to get you. I feel like, I feel like I want to do this on some level. Like <gasps> you should do like, it. Like, like, it's a good practice for anxiety, people with anxiety like me. Like, what is the worst that could happen? Yeah. And what do yeah, you do when it happens? Like, it's really not that bad. I mean, it's not like somebody could throw it out. <laughs> you know what, what I like? You Like, it's a rock. Yeah. It's going to end up in the garbage. It's still a rock. It's not yeah. like yeah. it's going to, you know, decay. No. It's and like, don't get me wrong. I'm, like, I'm rock. proud of my rocks. But, like, we're looking at a rock with what collectively 25 cents worth of paint on it that took me maybe 20 minutes to make if I was like really intricate with my dots you know like it's just not yeah and I'm like what happens if somebody goes dumpster diving and finds your rock it's literally the most beautiful thing that somebody finds in the garbage it really is fun right like it technically could just only be passed even if someone trashes it like exactly I love the whole idea of it and then you use um is it mostly acrylic you use on it so I use, I actually have now discovered that I love spray paint. Oh my God, I love spray paint. Oh. So what I will do is I have this like massive piece of cardboard I'll lay down in my backyard. Nice. I think my neighbors think I'm crazy and I'll lay all these rocks down and I've got like 20 different colors of spray paint. So I do like a base coat with spray paint. And then I have these markers, um, they're Posca paint markers and they're amazing. They come from another country. So you have to wait like an extra week to get them in, but they're like, they're so smooth and beautiful. And on it, like Sharpies, Sharpies are so good. Like Sharpies are my BFF. And yeah, like that's it. It's like, it's so easy. Like literally if you have a Sharpie, which everyone has, and you can find a rock, you can do this today. Like you don't need the spray paint. You don't need the Posca pens. Like you can do this with one Sharpie and one rock. I will definitely link to the Sharpies in the show notes, which you might have to send me the Posca. All over it. I'm all over it. Yeah. In the show notes where people can get it. And then the rocks you usually collect on like a hike or something. So some of them I liberate when I see lots of them in a place where I feel they might be happier with me. Um, (laughs) Just going to leave it at that. Um, I do not ever, ever liberate rocks from people's homes or residences. I have a very strict (laughs) policy about that. Um, but yeah, I'll find them. I do find them on hikes or on walks. People actually bring me rocks often now. They'll be like, oh, I know that you do the rock thing. So like I, I was at the beach or at wherever and like I got these rocks for you. Um, I actually, I had a friend once who traveled cross country and delivered to me this like box full of rocks from the trip. And I, <laughs> this is literally like, this is the way to my heart is to bring yeah. you, like you, you know me so well. Um, my best friend Alice lives in California and she lives right by Ventura Beach. At certain seasons, that beach is just, it's a sea of the exact right kind of rocks. Mm. I will not admit to ever taking any because I do not know the laws around that, but I will tell you those <laughs> rocks are perfect and I visit yeah. Alice often. <laughs> nice. And I love the idea that you're putting like weighty messages on them and they're a weighty medium. You know what I mean? Like in your hand. And I feel like so many people are doing inspirational quotes and the fancy lettering and like planners and that's the trend. But I love that this is like the same thing, but so different. Oh, I love the idea of weighty. Oh, yeah. I'm stealing Ah, it. It's beautiful. The whole thing just (laughs) floats my boat. No, I love you the most. Oh, my God. And it's great. Okay. So basically with the rocks and everything – I, I, the way I perceive it is like it's honesty, it's courage, and like it's vulnerability is what you're promoting. Like I feel like those are your three values. So can you speak to how like those values 
can get you to a happier place that tie in with the rocks that kind of deals with your message and like am I right about that that I'm yeah. kind of reading that right those I think that's great. great I love well and first I will say I think whatever people see in my work is what they see in my work and I think it's completely valid so if that's what you're seeing in my work that's what you're getting from it so yes that's true that's correct like unless people are seeing hatred and angst then they're they're seeing what's there in my work <laughs> you're incorrect yeah, yeah. Like that's that's you're maybe reading things wrong or maybe you just need some more chocolate in your life but um I think that for me, yes, honesty is a really core thing. So my my best friend Alice works for uh, Jack Canfield, who most people know is he was the guy who wrote all those Chicken Soup for the Soul books. Wonderful human being. He now does these like huge motivational workshops. Like it's amazing. So he has all of these little quotes and phrases that are so full of wisdom. And one that I have really been processing over the last year is tell the truth faster. Tell the truth faster. And in my relationships, that has, it's been a game changer. I've had moments where I've been maybe about to avoid a conversation or about to like take the easy road and people please and like, oh, it's not a big deal, whatever. And I literally stop and I stand still and I take a breath and I will say out loud, much to the confusion of the person in front of me, I'm sure, I will say out loud, tell the truth faster. Mm because I have to, because otherwise you're just, you're tap dancing, you know, you're just like circling whatever the issue is and you cannot get to a good place in any relationship. If you're like, Oh, that doesn't matter. Like I'm good. It's cool. It's not a big deal. Like it's not a big deal is the biggest lie I've ever heard ever. It's almost always a lie, except like when you accidentally bump someone in public, like it's almost always a lie. It's not a big deal. I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh, lies, lies. So to me, honesty is about telling the truth faster. And it's something that I have been really working on it's hard it's hard because i want people to be happy and i want relationships to be easy and i want every moment to be just connected and wonderful and fantastic but the problem is if i'm saying it's fine or it doesn't matter it's not a big deal then it's not really a connected moment it is a sham of a connected moment it's me pretending that things are cool and me stealing any chance of real connection in that moment and that is so not cool of me. It's not cool to not tell the truth in relationships. We think it's kind. It's not. It's avoiding. And, you know, again, if you go back to the fact that I think connection is why we're here, if we avoid connection by avoiding the hard conversations, like, what are, what are we doing? What are yeah. we doing? Like, what magical moment do we think things are just going to fix themselves if we don't lean into them? So for me, that is honesty. And Courage and vulnerability really feed into that. And I think courage and vulnerability really go hand in hand. They're, they're two sides of the same rock, if you will. It's, I have said so many times, and I've said recently even, that I think the most vulnerable thing that we can do as humans, for me, the most vulnerable thing I can do is to be sitting across from someone who I care about, who I want to be closer with, or who I am close with, but there's an issue. The most vulnerable thing I can possibly do is to sit there across from them and tell them something that I need from them to make me feel safer in the relationship. That is really scary. That's really scary. Like, I think that's scarier than telling someone you love them for the first time. Like, I, there's something so raw about saying, this is a thing that I need and this is how I hope that you will show up to meet that need or help me meet that need because you are risking that that person could just go, you know what? No, no. Like that need is not mine to meet. You're crazy for thinking that that need should be met. Like that's a oh, guy. You're so high maintenance, like whatever, all of those things that people might say. And believe me, they might say them. I'm not saying that this is this like magic cure. Like people still might say those things. But I think that to get vulnerable and ask for what you need in a relationship, that is the most courageous thing a human can do. It's the most courageous thing I've ever done. And more often than not, it has led to the end of a relationship. It's, it's led to that person saying that they can't show up or saying that they can, but then not actually showing up because, I mean, geez, showing up for people is hard, you know? It's hard. It's hard to do it with someone you really want to do it with, but if they're on the fence anyway, that can be the thing that pushes them away. And if it pushes them away, they're not your people. And that is the lesson that has been so hard for me to learn. I just want everyone to be everyone's people, you know? And to me, courage is about recognizing that sometimes the hard conversation has to happen and it's going to end with finding out that's not your person. That hit me to the core. <laughs> that's happened. Both of those things. Tell the truth faster and then asking 
the people in your life are like what you need. I feel like I've lost a lot of friends that way because I fall into the people pleasing trap. I've just yes. always I say all the time like we had a, a it's not it's hard to make adult friends uh, episode and just talked about like adult friendships and like for a long time like I've always been that chameleon friend like the one that adjusted to what everyone else needed and like as I'm getting older and I'm calling out for things that I need like friends couldn't take it but I also think like it was I probably could have used a happiness architect on my end because I probably like I said you don't do this as opposed to I you know what I mean so I'm learning yes. now the vocab is very important <laughs> yeah god words are words are hard words are hard <laughs> the right words are hard yeah but that though all that is so true and I, why do you think people don't get to the truth faster? I mean, it is scary. And I think courage is the thing. But like, why is it so scary? Like, sometimes I look at people and like, like my parents, <clears throat> parents, like sometimes, sometimes I can tell it would just be easier if they just said what was on their mind. But then I see them skirting around it and and I'm like, all right, I guess we're not doing this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, are you afraid right now? Just say you're afraid. I'll help you if you're afraid. Like, we could get through this together. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, first of all, we all do it. I do it. God knows. I think right. that when you're when you're not there, when you're not ready to be courageous or be vulnerable or tackle the hard subjects or whatever, like whatever that might be, I think that for most people, it's because whatever is going on, whatever situation you're in, no matter how not ideal it is, you are used to it. It is comfortable. You've been sitting there probably for a while. You know it. You might not love it, but you know it. Like, you know the shape of it. You know the smell of it. You know you know how things are going to go pretty much on a day-to-day -day basis. Whether or not they're ideal, you get it. There's a pattern. Here's what's messed up about human brains. It's wonderful and also messed up. So our brains are wired to look for connection, and our brains are wired to look for patterns. Our brains like when the same thing happens over and over and over again because it's easy. Like, we get to be lazy. Our brain's like, oh, okay, like, you drive to work every day. This is the same way you drive to work every day. It's why you sometimes get to work, and you're like, how did I get here? Like, I don't, I don't remember how I got here. It's not because you blacked out. Like, it's not because you were, like, having some sort of, like, crazy mystical experience. It's because your brain is just, it doesn't have to do the work anymore. So we do that in relationships, too, and our brain likes the comfort of what it knows. And the unknown is so scary. It's so, so scary because we have to think, if I'm going to take this leap, if I'm going to say the words, if I'm going to have the conversation, if I'm going to speak up and say what I need, what am I actually willing to let go of or say goodbye to if this does not go the way I'm hoping it does? Like, what am I willing to give up? And for most people, the answer is absolutely nothing. Like, I'm already not in an ideal situation. I'm definitely not giving up anything else. Like, you know, if it's a, a romantic relationship, like this is my person, they're not great, but they're here and I know they show up every day and like they pay my half of the rent or their half of the rent or what, like I at least know what this is. And if I let go of that, like, what do I even have? And if I've been in it for a while, does that mean I've wasted five, 10, 20, 30 years of my life? Like, who am I without this person? Yeah, it's fine. I'm okay. It's not a big deal. Mm. It's so much easier. It's so much easier. We like easy things. It's not bad. It's human, but it really keeps us small. And I just think that we're worth being so much bigger than that. We're worth being so much bigger than that. I have a poet that I love listening to. It's a spoken word poet. Uh, their name is Andrea Gibson. And one of their poems says something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing here, but something about, like, I, I hated to see you try to keep yourself small. I wish you knew that you were the Milky Way. And I love that. We're huge. We're these huge, amazing creatures. And we try to be so tiny and small and agreeable and perfect and wonderful. And it makes us feel like crud. And I want to want to help people stop feeling like crud. That's my byline. I want to help people stop feeling like crud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this season's theme is all about growth. And this season, we've been asking everybody, how have you been growing personally or professionally since embarking on this creative path? And in what ways do you still want to grow? So that's a big one, and it's one that I've been chewing on myself, too. It's super easy to talk about other people's growth and other people's wants and desires and needs, and it's super tricky to talk about your own or to think about it because that's self-work and that's hard stuff. Um, I think for me, you know, always, 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 I sound like a broken record, but connections are always a big thing for me, and I think that in this season of my life in general, and whatever the season is, whether it's the last five years or the last week, I mean, whatever, I 
feel like I've been getting a lot more intentional about the people who are in my space and in my circle and who I'm, I'm sharing those things with because I do, I like to invite everyone to the table, you know, and for a long time that meant me feeling like if I didn't want someone in my space, I was rejecting them as a person and I was a jerk. Like it's not okay to reject somebody if they want to be in your space because then, so who am I to say that I'm loving and accepting if I'm not loving and accepting to absolutely everyone. And it took me a really long time to recognize that some people are just not my people. It's not a judgment on them. It's not me saying I'm better or they're better or whatever. It's just me saying, this is my space. This is my home. I need to protect it and grow it and nourish it. And some people simply are not allowed in anymore because it's not healthy for me and probably not really healthy for them either. So recognizing who can be in my space has been a really big thing. It's been a really, really big thing for me. I'm still working hard on it. It's, that's a tough one. I think that's a tough one for a lot of us. Um, something that I've done professionally is within the last year, I started the Patreon community, which has been really fun and weird. It started as a, really a, a friend mentioned, like, you should start a Patreon page. And then it just snowballed so quickly. I went to California. I visited my friend Alice. Her husband, Joss, is a filmmaker. He's like, oh, I'll film everything for you. And it just, it happened so quickly. We went from concept to me having this, like, glorious professionally produced video in, like, a month. It was magical. I feel like I should say this does not happen in real life and I got very, <laughs> very lucky. It, it usually takes a really long time to make that happen. Just the pieces fell into place and I got very, very lucky and I have friends who are so supportive of me that it overwhelms me to tears often. So starting the Patreon community has been really cool. And what's interesting about that too, I don't have a big community. There's a very small group of people who are there right now and who are engaging with it, but it feels so big. It feels so big to take it from this kind of thing where I'm painting rocks and talking to nice strangers on the streets to whatever it is that might be next. And I think that great what next is, that's always my thing. Like, what is next? What do I want to be working on? What do I want to be moving towards? What feels right about this? What feels wrong about this? So that's, um, that's what I've been digging into a lot is how does this work feel as I'm doing it today and how do I want it to feel as I move into whatever tomorrow I have? And the Etsy has also been growing or is part of your growth. Yeah, yeah. The Etsy is the Etsy is really funny. So the cards are the cards are mostly a little snarky and inappropriate. So this all started, I, I have cards about all sorts of things, but the the bulk of what I have in the shop and the bulk of what people buy are um, what I would consider kind of like funny, compassionate cards. So my mom, unfortunately, my mom died 12 years ago. She battled with cancer for quite some time. It ended how it ends often for people. And it sucked, you know, I mean, it just, it sucked candidly. And I can talk about it really casually now because it's been a long time and I feel much better, but please know I still sob my face off sometimes. I'm not like hunky-dory about this. It definitely sucks. But while my mom was sick and she was sick for a long time, she was sick for like four or five years and she'd be sick and better and sick and better because cancer is just a, a jackass, honestly. Um, we got so many cards from people. And that's so sweet in theory that people sent us so many cards. But what so many of the cards sounded like was some example of the Lord is holding you in the palm of his hands during this, the saddest possible time of your life when there is no light in the valley of death forever. It's like, oh my God, she already has cancer. Are you trying to just ruin our lives? Like these cards are so sad. They're yeah. so sad. Like these cards are making me cry. It was like pictures of like wilting flowers and like the sun oh boy. may shine again or it may not because you have cancer. Like it was just, it was awful. I couldn't deal with it. And I was like, why don't people send us something that might make us laugh? Like we already know she has cancer. It sucks. Like, believe me, we're well aware that you're thinking of us that's so nice but like could you send us a little something funny that would be really cool thank you like we're fine with it joke about it it's cool so a lot of my cards are made to send to a friend or a loved one who has cancer that you want to kind of make laugh and specifically a joke around the cancer itself because it, it's the elephant in the room like whatever there's cancer it sucks like let's let's be funny about it like one of the cards is joking about how like yeah, chemo might make you lose your hair, but hey, you don't have to pay for waxings anymore. So <laughs> it's kind of a bonus here. And I just, I think there's room for some levity. You know, I think there's room for some levity in even the darkest of moments. And I also think there's room for some very serious conversations. I think that there's space for all of those things. And I have cards that speak to the very serious moments too, but 
I think in life, we just need to know that our people are there and they're showing up for us and they're cool with it being messy and they're cool with cracking some jokes that maybe other people wouldn't crack. But at the bottom of it all, we know that they just, they love us. They love us and they're there for us and they're there for us in the way that we need them. And so that's, yeah, that's what most of the cards are is to speak to those yucky, icky, gross moments. You got cancer, somebody broke up with you, you lost the job you wanted to get, whatever. Like it's mostly icky situations like, hey, Here's something funny about it. I still love you. Like, I still love you no matter what's going on. I love it. And there's a need, I think. You're yeah. right. Also, people love cards. Like, when do you get yeah. an actual piece of mail in your mailbox? Like, ever. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. I'm so excited to check them out. <laughs> and that's so fun. Like, you went from, like, I don't know what Instagram is. Let me post a rock to, like, all these rocks and this Patreon business and this Etsy shop. That's really exciting. I like to overdo I things. It. I like to spread myself it. in. <laughs> but they also all feel genuinely like from a place that like you are putting out. Like it's your art. It's your creativity. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So yeah. it's like really refreshing to see. I think that I, I thank you so much by that. That's like that's so amazingly wonderful to hear. I think that for a long time I thought that whatever your creativity was, it had to be one thing. Like you're a painter or you're a musician or you're a photographer or whatever. And those are all great things. Like I, I am none of those things, honestly. Like those are all amazing things. And it took me a long time to learn that your thing can just be the way that you see the world and you can express it in so many different ways. And it doesn't have to be this, this line that you can connect the dots between. Like the connecting thing is you. The connecting thing is your, your worldview, your inspiration, your whatever. And honestly, like, who cares how much money you make or if you make money or if it's consistent or if you make, you know, $20 this month and it costs you $50 next month. Like if you're doing the thing that you love and you can figure out some way to pay your bills, like who cares what way, like some way that you're okay with to pay your bills. I think you just let your creativity pour out of you and just get that the world is going to catch it however and whenever they're ready. Ugh, I think, I think that if an artist or a creative can get to that, growth and perspective I think that's like speaking of growth in the season like that couldn't have been any more like like Italian meatball <laughs> so good like I think that that's a really good perspective and like you only get there through growth and evolution of like a craft right? absolutely oh, yeah. so good so good okay crafty ass female to the max I'm so excited you're here did I say that already okay um so we finish every interview with our currently round which is based off Kristen's currently card which you can get at TheAwesomeLadiesProject.com. Yes, TheAwesomeLadiesProject.com. Yeah. Did you want to say something? No. I was just really um, excited by your finger pointing, and I thought you were <laughs> pointing at me, so I was just getting, like, really pumped to say TheAwesomeLadiesProject.com, and so you said it, and I was like, okay, I'm going to say it, too. Love it. Sweet. So, yeah, TheAwesomeLadiesProject.com. You can get Kristen's Currently card, and we go through it um, with our guests during their interview. Are you ready? I'm ready. A lot of finger ready. pointing going on. <laughs> okay. Alicia, what are you currently watching? I am, so I don't watch a lot of TV, not because I'm snotty, I just don't have a lot of time for it, but there's a show on Netflix with Christina Aguilera called Dead to Me. And so just like a super quick synopsis. So she is recently widowed and she joins this, uh, a group of grieving people and she meets this other woman who's recently widowed and they form this really weird friendship. But like in the very first episode, like in the first hour, there are so many crazy, like slap you in the face plot twists. You're like, no, no, I don't know what's going on. What even? And I like, I can't stop watching it. It's gorgeous. Like everyone should watch it because it's amazing. And also Christina Aguilera, come on. I love her. Oh God. We have to do all of that over. <laughs> it's not Christina Aguilera. It's Christina Applegate. Applegate. I was going to say, I was like, did she act? This but is that's... my favorite moment that we've had so far. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Why did I miss this? I was like, I love her. Surprise. She's like, I was had all these questions. So, okay, quick side note. That's actually Christina Applegate, not Christina Aguilera. <laughs> I clearly am obsessed with Christina Aguilera because I grew up in the 90s, people. Like, she was my idol. So, whatever. There's a Christina in the show. She <laughs> is beautiful and has blonde hair. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> a Christina A. Yes. I mean, you weren't far off. I, I was so close. Thank you. So close. <laughs> it's my creative license. Fun. But now I want to watch it because I'm going to be picturing Christina Aguilera. <laughs> no, no, no. You have to watch it. It's so good. Dead to me. Right? So good. So weird. And the episodes are so fast. Yes. Has there only been one season of it? One season. Nice. Okay. 
phenomenal. Like there's so much weird, icky, sticky, messy, crazy stuff. And yet somehow even the characters who are doing some stuff that you're like, oh, that's so not okay. Like that's not okay on the basest of base levels. You still love them. Like you get why it's happening. You're like, oh, I've made some really crappy choices too. Like it's, yeah, <laughs> I love all of them. I love it. Cool. I'm going to check that out. What are you currently reading? Um, so I have a number of books I'm reading right now, but they're all by the same author. So that's easy. There is this artist author, Brian Andreas, which I, anybody can look him up. He's on Instagram. He's everywhere. Brian Andreas. He is amazing. He draws these really weird human-like critters that don't make sense. And you're either going to love them or you're going to be like, that's not my cup of tea. I think they're amazing. Like I can't get enough of them. And then he writes these little like kind of poem-esque things and they're so real and so funny and I have so I have a Brian Andreas print in my house my mom actually a friend of hers gave it to her and then she gave it to me at some point she was just like it's time for this to live in your house now and the one that I have in my house says I'm totally paraphrasing here it says something like I have too much to lose she said if I cross that line and I said like what and she couldn't think of anything that day so she said she'd get back to me and since then I've been thinking about what I would lose if I crossed my line and I haven't come up with anything either. And it's nice. so beautiful. Like, it's so yeah. beautiful. And all of this stuff is like that. It's just like weird and you figure it out on your own. And yeah, I'm obsessed with him. And the colors are gorgeous. And his partner, Fia, is also an artist. And the, they love each other so much. And I don't know them, but I adore them. And I want to hang out with them. Love it. Such a good answer. I'm going to check him out. It'll all be in the show notes. Um, what are you currently listening to? Uh, so I'm listening to, I already mentioned this, but I'm listening to a spoken word poet, Andrea Gibson. So Andrea is transgender, which is why I'm saying they, but Andrea is a transgender spoken word poet and their work, it guts me, just guts me. So you can literally YouTube right now, Andrea Gibson and look up any of their poems, but I would suggest if someone wants to like dive in and start with one, one of their poems is called Say Yes. And it was the first time that I had ever heard a poem that I felt described to me what it has felt like to live with this like sticky squishy open heart in this sometimes very very prickly world but want to still stay open in it and it just it, it brought me to my knees with tears and it's so beautiful so yeah definitely everyone get up on some Andrea Gibson they're amazing nice yeah and this currently round is so chock full of good things I want to check out. I'm only halfway through. Okay. What are you currently making? Rocks. Surprise. So I'm making rocks, but I'm totally open to new ideas. So if anyone has any new ideas, you can go to my Instagram page and DM me and be like, hey, maybe you should make this. And like, literally, I'm completely open. Like, if you're like, you should try to make a saxophone. Like, whatever. I'm, I'm open to ideas. I love, I love the canvas that is rocks, but I'm, I'm down with something else. So open to, open to suggestions. Nice. What are you currently feeling? So hopeful, so hopeful. There's been a lot of changes in my life recently and definitely a lot of them could make me feel like, oh God, like things are not going the way I thought or I'm not wherever I thought I should be or whatever, whatever. But I just feel like there's so much on the horizon. There's so much literally right in front of me right now today. I mean, seriously, like last week, was I talking to two amazing humans on a podcast? Nope. Like <laughs> there's so much good stuff coming and I just feel, I feel really hopeful about it. Good answer. And that was sweet. I love <laughs> happy you to too. Have you. <laughs> what are you currently planning? I am trying to plan a vacation for me. I do not know where I am going yet, but it is going to be warm and there's going to be salt water and sand and like really fruity drinks with little umbrellas that have like pineapples on them. That's my goal. If you two are available, <laughs> I'm up for travel and companions. I just want to go. I was going to say, you, was it going to be a solo trip? Like, no. Kids. I don't know. I don't know. I just know that I want to go. And I'm, I'm definitely up to have humans with me. But I don't want to keep doing this thing where I wait for someone else's schedule to work out with my schedule. Mm -hmm. Like, I just want to, I need some salt water and sand. And I want to make it happen. And I want to go somewhere I haven't been before. So good. So good. Plan it. Let us know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, what are you currently loving? There is a bakery near me that is a French bakery, and they have these chocolate almond croissants that will bring you to tears. And I love them, and I am eating them probably more often than is reasonable or condoned by whoever it is that condones <laughs> how much chocolate almond croissant one should eat. But yeah, they're awesome, and I love them, and I'm, I'm not ashamed. Not. Yum. Yum. <laughs> 
Now I'm hungry. <laughs> I know, right? This was delicious. This interview. Ah, this was, was delicious. delicious. I love using that's, that word for non-food things. So I love that you just did that. That's exactly what this was to me. <laughs> you were this great. You were absolutely great wonderful. Thank so you fun. for coming on and talking to us. Tell our listeners where they can find you. So you can find me at Instagram, Alicia Joy Writes, and Alicia is A-L-I-S-H-A. You can find me on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Alicia Joy, or you can find me on Etsy at Paper with Ink. If you go to my Instagram, you don't have to remember any of that. It is all in my link. Awesome. And I'll definitely link it in the show notes so they can find it there from our website. Fabulous. Super smart. We are going to continue this conversation over on our Patreon in our After Chatter show where you can watch us and you can see all of the pretty artwork behind Alicia. Um, and next week we'll be back. Next week we will be back with another amazing guest. I will enunciate. My enunciation gets poor at the end of shows. <laughs> um, otherwise, I hope that everyone has an amazing week. I hope that we ease our way into September kindly and gently. And with lots of fall produce. That's the best way to enter into fall, with all of the wonderful fall produce. So, may our bellies be full. And our summer endings be really wonderful. May may we make some really great end-of-summer memories. Nice. Preach. All All right, guys. Have a fantastic week. And we will catch you next week. Otherwise, uh, come over to After Chatter. We'll be there. Uh, Patreon.com slash craftyassfemale. Lots of love, and we will see you in a week. Bye, guys. Bye.